Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. I'm your host, Devin Watkins. It's like a, a, a weapon of mass destruction is the citywide loss of sense of safety. Where are we talking about? I've been listening since I arrived in Aleppo to people as they describe those dreadful moments of the first and second earthquake, the first one coming in the hours of darkness, and that sense of terror and their concern for their families in the darkness. This week we're focused on the Middle East, especially in the wake of the devastating earthquakes of February 6, 2023. Over 57,200 people died in the quakes and their aftermath, the greatest number in southeastern Turkey and over 7,200 in northern Syria. Not knowing what was happening, uh, waking up, discovering what was happening and just not knowing what their situation was. Jesuit Father Tony Riordan there with the Jesuit Refugee Service in Syria. His organization leapt into action to offer both material aid and spiritual assistance for the many people traumatized by the twin 7.8 and 7.7 magnitude earthquakes that struck in the middle of the night. They have an understandable trauma and sense of fear. So one of the key ways that JRS seeks to respond is giving people a listening ear and to allow God's spirit to enter into the trauma and terror with compassion. And uh, I've already seen how the people that we have engaged with in this way, many of them uh, feel much lighter. It will take even longer and more conversations for them to have a greater sense of security. But this is one of the great missions, the spiritual and emotional accompanying. Speaking of spiritual and material accompaniment, Pope Francis has not forgotten the suffering people of Turkey and Syria. Speaking at the Angelus Prayer on March 26th, he urged donations to a collection destined for those affected. And let us stay close also to the earthquake victims of Turkey and Syria. The proceeds of a special collection taking place in all parishes throughout Italy are destined for them. The Pope has also sent his almoner, Cardinal Konrad Krajewski, to the area with truckloads of medical supplies, even almost two months after the quakes. We're very grateful for the prayers and the support of people from Syria in the first instance. It's amazing to see the outpouring of practical help and compassion from Syrians in other parts of the country and Syrians overseas. And also the outpouring of concern and pledges of support from people, from churches and people of goodwill from across the world. We're very, very grateful. Syria has endured a civil war for just over 12 years now, and this most recent tragedy compounds the suffering, says Father O'Riordan. These people have suffered trauma after trauma, tragedy after tragedy. Now they need to receive grace upon a grace. So we're very grateful for the support we're receiving, and I pray that people will not forget the needs as the media move their spotlight from the current crisis. It's really important that people make a long-term commitment to the people of Syria and, and help Syrians stand on their feet again. Caritas Syria is another of the Catholic Church's humanitarian outfits working to respond to the ongoing emergency situation. Caritas Syria teams on the field directly respond to the needs of the affected communities in Aleppo, Latakia, Tartus and Hama by distributing the ready-to-eat 
food baskets, hygiene kits, milk for uh, children, and also drinking water in the collective shelters in the affected areas. Sara Hazim is the head of programs at Caritas Syria. She says funding for aid has grown scarce after so many years of civil war. After the war, we heard from many partners that after 10 years of war, first, that Syria is not the baby anymore for, <laughs> for uh, the organization. And later we have the COVID pandemic, which also uh, affects the assistance to Syria. And then the uh, Ukraine crisis and also the Lebanese crisis, the Beirut plus, that all affect actually the assistance to Syria. We faced a lot of challenges regarding receiving funds from our partners. We are still receiving, but there is a shortage in fund according to all these crises in other regions. Even though it has long since dropped out of the international news cycle, Syria still needs the world's help, especially after the recent earthquakes. Encourage them not to forget Syria, because now we have new crises, new needs, and Syria has suffered for a long time. And now it's, it will not be easy to stand up again. You're listening to Vatican Viewpoint. This week we're focusing on the Middle East as a few anniversaries recur in the region. It's been 12 years since Syria descended into civil war. 20 years since a U.S.-led coalition invaded Iraq, and two years since Pope Francis visited Iraq. This was the moment in which really not only myself, but also uh, the bishops, the priests, the faithful, and the people in Iraq, we had the perception of our incapacity of giving a different perspective than war. Cardinal Fernando Filoni there. He served as the Apostolic Nuncio to Iraq from 2001 until 2006, so he represented Pope St. John Paul II when the United States invaded in March 2003. Pope John Paul II many times spoke about war and what we can do to solve this possibility. And we try to live this moment witnessing our faith, our solidarity to the people and to show that it's possible to do still something under war. My presence there there was exactly to witness that the church never will go out where situations are difficult and the war is there. Christians never had freedom of religion under Saddam Hussein, but the security situation deteriorated drastically after the invasion. We suffered a lot because uh, after the end of the regime of Saddam Hussein, the first to be attacked by groups were Christians and Catholics. So churches were destroyed, attacked. Many martyrs. The churches in many, many moments suffered the uncertitude of the period. And we had no possibility to appeal ourselves to powers. First of all, because the groups, they didn't respect any law, and they used to act freely. Second, because the, there is no capacity of the state, of the governments to defend as, as citizens. Twenty years have passed since then, and countless Christians have fled Iraq in the aftermath. 
Some estimates say around half of Iraq's Catholic population now lives abroad. The situation, although slowly improving, for the Christians there is no security, no possibility to say I am safe. So they are just looking to see if it is possible to go back. Some uh, shrines are rebuilt. You start with the confidence and uh, perhaps in the future something better could come, but never as before. For other places, like in Kurdistan, the situation is quite better. Although those who left still are not going back. As mentioned, Pope Francis visited Iraq in March 2001 and prayed for fraternity among the country's religions in the rubble of a demolished Syriac Catholic church in Karakash. The situation slowly became a little better, especially after the visit of Pope Francis. The visit of the Pope was important because it was a desire of the Pope to have a pilgrimage to Iraq, not only for the holy sites, Abraham and many others, prophets who live there, but also pilgrimage to many martyrs in the church and outside the church because thousand people, Iraqi people, Muslim, suffered a lot. The visit of the Pope completed also the pilgrimage which John Paul II aimed to do. For the Christians was already an opportunity. If the Pope came here, still we have hope for the future. This is an answer that we cannot give in principle, but we have to build this answer slowly. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.